It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 4th, 2019. Happy American Independence Day. Happy 4th of July to everyone out there. And my name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On this 4th of July edition of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about Summer League. The Orlando Magic already out in Las Vegas getting ready for the first Summer League game on Friday. We'll talk about what I think you should be looking for at Summer League, some of the big issues that the Magic will be dealing with. There is, of course, one big issue, uh, a 7-foot issue, a uh, 7-foot 10 wingspan issue. We'll talk all about Mo Bamba, what we, should, what we want to see for Mo Bamba here in Summer League and, and and what Summer League will mean for the Magic. It's, it's definitely a different Summer League than one they've had in the past, but one that still has opportunity that I think the Magic should take, take advantage of, and I'll, I'll note some players that I think you should keep an eye on as well. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail. If you are on pins and needles about where Kawhi Leonard's going to end up, Locked On Raptors, Locked On Lakers, and Locked On Clippers have you covered. They're, pro- they're covering the signing from their team's perspectives with local experts who know their team best. So if anyone can comment on what's going on there, it's them. You can find all these great podcasts again on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Anywhere you download podcasts, just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. And don't forget to check out Locked On NBA for a national perspective, Locked On Fantasy Basketball for a fantasy perspective, as well as the NFL, MLB, and college podcasts too. Remember, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The Orlando Magic are prepping for their first summer league game on Friday against the San Antonio Spurs. And, and obviously, you know, I, I, I joked around a little bit. I think the Magic are like the fifth or sixth favorite team to win the win the Summer League tournament. Um, and I actually do think they have a pretty solid team. Not a lot of NBA guys, but a lot of guys that I think are, are really intriguing. And we'll get to some of those names here in a bit. Um, but I think that I think that overall, um, overall, I I think that. Summer League doesn't have as much injury because the, the big names aren't there. Uh, obviously, Orlando's first-round draft pick, Chuma Okiki, is out with an ACL injury. Um, Melvin Frazier just had surgery on his knee as well, I believe. He's not playing, so the Magic second-round pick from last year. And really, all we have to really kind of get any big-picture assessment of, of, of the, this team from this next week is with Mo Bamba. And we'll talk, we'll talk about Bamba here in a bit, but... I do want to reiterate some points as, as we begin to dive into Summer League and, and dive into how we should watch Summer League. Um, the first point is, and I, I think this, this was drawn last year as well, it's not about production. I, 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 you know, I, I think it is important that 
uh, that that players score and they they produce in the counting stats, that that's not really what's important. Remember last year we sat here and said, you know, we want to see Jonathan Isaac be a little more assertive and aggressive. Jonathan Isaac ended up shooting, I think it was below 40% from the field last year. Yet, we all came away from Summer League impressed with what Jonathan Isaac did. Defensively, he looked really good. Uh, he looked like he didn't need to be there. Offensively, his shots still needed work, and, and I, I think we all wanted to see him produce a little more offensively. But at the same time, I, I, at least I came away saying, you know, I wanted to see him be a little more aggressive, be a little more assertive. He's kind of in a role that he won't play with the main roster. So let him kind of feel himself out. And if he didn't shoot the ball well, no big deal. That's not what they'll ask him to do when, when he gets back to the team in the fall. So it is important to remember that players won't be playing the roles that they'll play in the fall. It's about finding out how guys fit in and kind of fit into the bigger picture, almost. And so we came away from Summer League, both with Isaac and with Bamba, and to some extent, Iwundu and even Frazier, saying, these guys are long, they're disruptive defensively, and we could clearly see that in Summer League. I mean, I think the big takeaway from Summer League last year was, oh man, Isaac and Bamba are a lot of length that no one's going to be able to drive against. No one's going to be able to penetrate against. And even then, like, take, take a look at how the Magic roster is constructed now. Everyone's got positional versatility. Everyone is, except for DJ Augustine, uh, everyone essentially has a wingspan that is bigger than they are. And that on itself can cause problems defensively. Yes, I actually do think the Magic might trot out a lineup at some point next year where they'll have Aminu, Gordon, and Isaac on the floor together, perhaps with Bamba. Good luck scoring on that. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 do, I do think that's something... I think there are a lot of intriguing lineups that the Magic can throw out there that, that'll just be really disruptive defensively and just, just especially come playoff time, could be really, really, really suffocating. Um, but... You kind of lay those seeds a little bit here. I mean, you obviously work with what you got. And so I, I would caution before we take any step forward in, into Summer League and any step forward into discussing what we want to see from Summer League that I don't care if Mo Bamba scores 20 points per game. That's, that's not the measure of success. I, I'd like to see him grab, you know, in however many minutes he plays— I would like to see him get 10 rebounds per game because I think that's more indicative of, A, his role with the Magic and, B, the, the gains that we want to see from him. And we'll, we'll talk about those here in a bit. But, you know, I, I want to see, see, especially for Mo Bamba, a player who clearly knows what he's doing. For, for someone like him who played Summer League last year, it's as much about showing the comfort and the confidence that you're an NBA player. Like I said, like I said, Isaac didn't shoot the ball well in Summer League last year. But I think we would all universally call it a success because when he was on the floor, when he was in the game, his impact was clear. He was clearly better than a lot of the players on the floor with him. And so while maybe he didn't have kind of a Kyle Kuzma-ish or Josh Hart kind of breakout scoring-wise... That isn't his game at this point. Defensively, he made an impact. That's more his game. And so I think what I want to see from, from Bamba especially 
is that impact. Show me that you have defensive presence. Show me that you are clearly more seasoned, more confident, and more, you know, more kind of just impactful and present than a rookie center would be. And that's really, I think, the standard that we want to judge a lot of these guys on. Are they making impacts, even if they're not producing the numbers? Because ultimately, a lot of these guys, you know, except for Bamba, of course, a lot of these guys are playing bit roles. They're not going to get a ton of shots. And so it's about impact on the game. So I want you to keep that in mind as you're watching these summer league games, that that, that counting stats are nice and, and they are good measures of some things. But they're not everything in this case. Now, if you're a, a, a young guy trying to make a two-way contract, yeah, getting some counting numbers is, is going to help you out a lot. You got to prove that you have that spurtability, I think. But uh, knowing this Magic front office, knowing this Magic coaching staff, defense is ultimately how you're going to gain their trust and, and, and gain a spot on the roster. If you defend at a high level in this setting... They are going to reward you for it. So so that's definitely something that I would keep an eye on as we move into Summer League. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. But of course, the, the big story for the Orlando Magic in Summer League is Mo Bamba. And, and, and I, there's no denying this. There's no getting around this that the big player that we need to talk about in Summer League, the player that's going to dominate every Summer League conversation, the guy that, you know, that no matter what, whether Summer League is a, is a success or failure, it's going to depend on how Mo Bamba looks. We have not seen Mo Bamba on a basketball court playing a competitive game, or I've been joking around, an NBA-sanctioned game. We have not seen Mo Bamba on a basketball court since January 31st. And even then, in the two weeks leading up to that, he was clearly not right. Um, he, he'd taken him, he'd been taken out of the lineup for about a week, uh, a few weeks before that, before he eventually was shut down, complaining of some foot foot discomfort. He was, you know, evalu- he, was, he was rested and evaluated. They threw him back out there. Uh, and then eventually, and then eventually, the, the discomfort came back, and they discovered that he had a fracture in his left tibia. That's your that's your shin bone. And from there, the magic shut him down essentially for the season. And Mo Bamba's rookie season ended prematurely and ended early, and it was definitely a a mixed bag. Um, there is no doubt that Bamba had his moments where where he looked very very good and. And I, I was very like kind of I, I don't I, I don't expect a lot from rookies, and I didn't expect a lot from Bomb. I expected this kind of a season where there were games where he looked really really good, games where he looked really really bad and confused, and somewhere in between. You know, I didn't think he was ready to start immediately, and I, I still don't think he's ready to start. We knew that he had to put on a lot of weight, and and so development with Bomba was going to take time. I know a lot of fans wanted 
want you know immediacy, especially with high draft picks. And that's not always the case. That's not how everyone develops. And this Magic team has shown that it's willing to be patient and take the guy that they like, even if it takes a little time for them to develop. But there's also no denying that that Bamba had a lot of struggles. The Magic were were worse with Bamba on the floor last year, just statistically. Uh, I think it was a minus 14 net rating, the worst mark on the team. It is perhaps coincidence that Orlando started their run with 22-9 after Bamba went out for good, when, when Ken Birch entered the lineup. But it's also completely true that the Magic are still heavily invested in Mo Bamba. They are not giving up on the kid. They are not quitting on the kid. They are not, you know, trying to trade him just because they re-signed Nikola Vucevic. They know this is still a long process, and the goal with Mo Bamba is to put him kind of back into that role where he's playing backup center, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18 minutes per game. They feel like that will be a good incubator to help him help him improve and, and develop. But here at Summer League, the main goal is just to see how he's looking, to see how healthy he really is. Bamba has been doing a lot of work in the weight room. Uh, hasn't been, you know, on the basketball court, obviously. He's been doing a lot of studying with Steve Clifford during the regular season, at least. You know, kind of learning the league, as, as Clifford put it. And now it's time to put that all into action. Bamba told the media out in Las Vegas that that he's put on 20 pounds. He's weighing somewhere near 240 pounds, 240 pounds, he said. And that's really good, obviously. He still says he's got a little ways to go, but it's really good. Because obviously a big part of Bamba is, is he has to be able to take the pounding down low. He has to be able to 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 muscle up and 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 play at a bigger weight. And he said that he still feels mobile, he still feels good good moving around with the extra weight. And that's, you know, credit to everything. But of course, it's it's one thing to say that, it's one thing to do that. It's it's another thing for us to see it in practice. It's another thing for us to see it in games. And that's really what this summer league's about for Mobamba. At least from our perspective. Is we want to see exactly what we have. You know, not everything from Summer League is going to translate. But we want to see that Mobamba is healthy, that he's able to get through however many games he ends up playing. I, I don't suspect he'll play more than three. We want to see that he's healthy and moving well. We want to see, see that he's added that strength to his game. And we want to, again, see, see him just make a presence on the floor. I don't care how many points Bamba scores. I, I'd like to see him score like 15, 16, 17, 18 points per game with 10, 11 rebounds per game and, and a block and a half. That, that, would be, that would be kind of my ideal. But again, it's less about how many points he scores and, uh, and how many rebounds he gets or how many blocks he, rec- he gets than the impact that he makes on the game. Because even though Bamba played a little bit more than half a season, the big thing for me is will he make an impact defensively? Will you know and feel him on the court? As a second-year player, and I like how Fran, I mean, I think I, I'm stealing this from Fran Fraschilla on ESPN. The second-year players in Summer League, he says, you can just kind of tell, know what's going on. 
They're the, they're, they're the upperclassmen on campus, so to speak. They aren't confused about what's going on. They understand how this translates to the league, why it's different about summer league to the NBA, and, and they play like they're men amongst boys. I'm not expecting Bamba to go out there and, and completely dominate. Certainly could happen. But I am expecting him to be a man amongst boys. To be someone who's been in the NBA, played meaningful NBA minutes, and kind of does his own work. Makes his presence felt, and kind of dominates the game even when he's not on the ball. That's what Isaac did last year, I I felt, in a lot of ways. And I think that's going to be the big key for Bamba. So again, does he look healthy? Does he, you know, look fit? Does he look like he's he's made progress and, and is ready to ready to go for, for training camp? And then is he go is he making himself a presence in these games? Is it clear that he doesn't need to be there anymore? Or he's not gonna get a whole lot more out of playing these games? I think those are the big questions. And I'm I'm very excited to see Bamba on the floor. It's it's been a long time. I mean, six and a half, six months now since Bamba last played on January 31st. It's been a long time, and, and, and it feels like a lot of with Bamba has been theoretical. It's, it's time to see this out in practice. I, I'm really interested and excited to see Bamba out there again this week in Vegas, and, and I, think, I think Magic fans should be very excited too. I'm, I, I think, I think this, this kid's put in the work and, and is really eager to get back out on the floor, and, and I think the Magic are eager to see him out on the floor as well. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring, but for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So Mo Bamba, then, is, is really the only main roster player that, that's, that's on this summer league roster. Emil Jefferson's there, too. He was on a two-way contract last year. He's a restricted free agent right now. Um, I, I still think it's doubtful that... I think it's doubtful the Magic bring him back. Um, I know Steve Clifford loves him, uh, and I think he is a, a good workhorse and, and a good player, um, but his fit in the NBA has always been a bit odd. And and, and some of it's his size, and he lacks positional versatility and and, and, and all those things. Um, you know, he's a guy that coaches like to have around, but finding him playing time, especially on this Magic roster, is going to be very, very tough. I mean, do you play him at center? I'm a little skeptical of that. but And at the same time, Emil Jefferson should not go back to the G League. He has graduated from the G League. He is one of the best players in the G League. He's dominated that level. He'll, I mean, you give him the minutes, 
he'll dominate Summer League. It would not surprise me if Emil Jefferson is the leading scorer for the Magic in Summer League. I, I'm, I'm completely truthful about that. He will dominate Summer League um, because he dominates that kind of level of competition. It's just getting him up to the NBA level that I think is the big mystery and the big question for this team. Um, so I, I think that, that that's all part of the equation and, and part of things for Orlando. But, you know, it, it feels minor. But the other part of what we're going to see in, in, or in Vegas is the Magic begin to try and fill out their Lakeland roster as well as find players to play with their two-way contracts. Um, the two-way contract is still very much an experiment. I, I think that the, the teams are still figuring out how to use it. I, I ultimately think the way you want to use it is you take a flyer on a guy, you have him play on your G League team, and eventually he graduates to the main roster. I mean, I think that's ultimately what you want is a guy that you develop kind of slowly in that in that environment, and then he gets his opportunity on the main roster. So maybe that is Emil Jefferson this year. I, 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 that's not how I would use that last roster spot, but it's certainly very very possible. Um. So, but there are some interesting players here. Um, the Magic do have one more roster spot. They are probably looking. I would think for either a point, another point guard, or a wing who can shoot a three-point shooter with that last roster spot, and I'm sure they'd like to use it on a minimum guy or kind of use a two-way guy as a backstop if they need it. Um, again, the Magic haven't really uh, haven't really used that two-way contract, used those two-way contract players super effectively quite yet. Um, but there are some interesting players on this team, and, and I want to start with some of the Lakeland Magic guys because I do think Orlando wants to ultimately use their G League team as, as sort of a, a graduation to... The, to the to the main roster. And one guy in particular has my eye, and it's it's John Petroselli uh, from the Lakeland Magic. Petroselli's been on Lakeland for the last two years, and he's been really, really good. Like, really, uh, he's been a really key player for that team making the playoffs the last few years. He's a good shooter, uh, around 40% three-point shooter, He's, you know, kind of a, a, a tough-minded defensive guard, too. Um, you know, he's, he doesn't have quite the positional versatility that I think the Magic absolutely love. But he's done a lot of really good things. And he's been a really good player for Orlando for a while. Uh, last year, John Petroselli averaged 12.1 points per game, shot 44.2% from beyond the arc, added 2.8 assists per game, 1.7 steals per game. Played 47 games with the Magic last year. So he played the entire season for Lakeland. This is a guy that's been in the Magic system for a long time. They, they, they clearly like him. He's been an impactful player, a, a big player for the team making the playoffs the last two years. And he's a good shooter. Got, you know, has some versatility, is a solid defender. Um, I, I, I know from the guys that I've talked to that cover the Lakeland Magic, that, that watch the Lakeland Magic, watch the G League a little more religiously, this is a guy that is due for at least a two-way contract if not due for a chance to make a roster. And that's for real. At the ver- at, at the bare minimum, I expect the Magic to give him an Exhibit 10 contract. I, I think that John Petroselli is a guy you will want to watch at Summer League. This is a guy who can shoot it and do all the things the Magic want. Another Lakeland Magic guy I would keep an eye on is Gabe York. Gabe York's actually been with the Magic on several occasions. He was actually with the Erie Bayhawks back when the Magic, uh, when the Magic uh, had their affiliate in Erie. And he's been a guy that's just been on their radar for a long time. This guy just gets buckets. 
16.4 points per game last year, 42.1% shooting, 36.7% from beyond the arc on 8.2 three-point attempts per game. Gabe York doesn't have the positional versatility, doesn't have a lot of the defensive chops that maybe the Magic like, but this guy can score. He can shoot the ball extremely well. Um, And again, he's a guy that's been kind of knocking on the door on the NBA. He's been through the Summer League ringer a few times. He's been in the G League for several years. This is a guy that I think the Magic definitely have their eyes on. And and a guy that, that if the Magic are looking for pure shooting is someone they should definitely take a look at. Now another G, there are a couple, there, there are a lot of, there's actually six Lakeland Magic players on the on the G League, on the Summer League roster. So Orlando's trying to get a look at a lot of their G League guys. But they went out and got another guy that I think is really, really interesting as a potential, uh, a potential two-way contract guy or perhaps a potential guy to fill that last roster spot. Peter Joke played for the Northern Arizona Suns last year. He went to Iowa and college. Six foot six guard um, uh, that really had a strong year this season for the Northern Arizona Suns. Last year in the G League, 14.3 points per game, 42.6% shooting, 40.9% shooting from beyond the arc on 6.7 three point attempts. This is a guy who could play both wing positions, the two or the three is a good defender coming from that Iowa system. Iowa plays great defense and is slowly developed his three-point shot. He shot 37.9% as a rookie uh, two years ago with Northern Arizona. He's developed his three-point shot, and, and I know the Magic had him in as a, pre, as a pre-draft workout, so he's been on their radar as well. Um, this is a guy that I think has a lot of the tools that the Magic like. Um, and, and again, good uh, a developing shooter, but a good shooter now. Uh, and someone who can kind of fit in and play a role. I think Yoke, I think Joke will definitely have a, a a big impact for this Magic team. I think that he will play a a solid role for this group. Um, I, I I I don't think that I, I I just I just don't think that um that that he's someone that that's gonna be that's gonna be hard to ignore. And you know he's he's gonna get a he's gonna get a training camp invite somewhere. He played too well in the G League, and he chose Orlando, or Orlando got him somehow. Um, and I would definitely keep an eye on Peter Peter Joke as far as potential players to to, to get to get a two way contract. I mean, I think he's at the stage of his career where he should be getting a two way contract. And so I would keep an eye on him as well. Other players that, that I do like for, for that kind of shooting role, um, there's obviously Brian Angle Rodas. He, he did a training camp with the Magic last year on an exhibit. Uh, I don't know if he got an exhibit 10 contract, actually, but um, he played for Lakeland last year. Um, and so or, Orlando definitely has some familiarity with him. Uh, he's kind of a, he's not as efficient of a shooter as I like, but he does have a good reputation as a shooter, played great at Florida State, uh, made only 35.1% of his three-pointers last year. Um, another guy to keep an eye on, um, the guy that a lot of Magic fans are excited about, uh, is Daquan Jeffries. He was probably like one of the last, you know, he probably should have been drafted. Um, 36.6% three-point shooter last year at Tulsa, which was worse than his previous two seasons, but he was uh, taking shots at a much higher volume. Good defender, good positional versatility. Um, you know, I think I think Jeffries and Joke are going to be fighting for, for one of those two-way contracts. I don't know if they'll offer to both, but I think those two guys will be fighting for a two-way contract and 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 their spot on the roster, certainly their spot in Lakeland as well. I would also keep an eye. Uh, I, I don't think he will get a two-way contract. I think this is more an Exhibit 10 guy. I would keep an eye on my guy, Vic Law, uh, from Northwestern. I'm a Northwestern alum, so I'm very, very familiar with Vic Law's game. This is a guy, you know, I, I could I could tell you the story of Vic Law, 
Vic Law was the highest rated recruit to ever come to Northwestern. So there was a lot of expectation and pressure put on him. He never really developed into kind of that, that leading star. But as far as how he, his game translates to the NBA, I love how his game translates to the NBA. He is a very good defender. You know, not elite level defender, but a good defender. Understands what he has to do defensively. He is a good shooter. Sometimes streaky. He will go through through cold stretches. And at Northwestern, he had to carry the offense a lot, so he kind of jacked up a lot of shots. I think in an NBA system, if you get, if you give him open shots, he will make them. Uh, and a really, really good athlete. The reason he slipped out of the second round, the reason why his career didn't quite go as planned, was he faced a lot of injuries, a lot of inconsistency. He was kind of put in the wrong role. Um, Northwestern, even though they made the NCAA tournament one year, Kind of fell apart a little bit, um, you know. Just just a lot of just a lot of issues uh, with with that team. Again, injuries played a huge role. Just not a lot of depth, and so I think Vic Law had to carry a lot more than he was supposed to, uh, than he than he could actually. Um, and so I think that you know getting a chance to to play in the G League would be great for Vic, um, but I think he really does have the chance to impress. It would not surprise me because this is what Vic Law does. If he has a game where he hits you know three or four threes, four or five threes, because because he does that on occasion. If he gets hot. He is very difficult to slow down because he's 6'7", six, 6'8", six, big body, good defender, a versatile player. Um, I, I think that he's someone that that if he can if he can get the injury issues behind him, if he can stay healthy, he is someone that I think can make an impact in the league somewhere. It's just going to be about consistency with him. I think that's the big issue with him. So the Magic definitely do have some options as far as as looking for shooters, looking for guys. I would also, uh, you know, obviously, Emil Jefferson is someone to keep an eye on from the bigs. Um, there, there are a few other guys. Uh, I think Jay, I think, I think Jalen Jones is on the roster. He's He's been with the Magic before. He's really, he's a really, really solid player too. So, you know, even though we're looking at a, at a Magic team that, that doesn't have a lot of kind of high-end talent, you know, obviously we're just looking at Mo Bamba as far as the main roster. If you're looking for kind of back of the roster intrigue about who's going to get those two-way contracts, who might sneak onto the roster, get that last roster spot, and honestly potentially make an impact on the team. I mean, if, I mean, everyone's going to have to play a role. I, I, I think Steve Clifford was 100% right when he said that uh, during the course of the season. Everyone on the roster will have to do something at some point. You can't get through an entire season without using everyone on the roster. I think that that's... That's going to be very true. And so I think if the whoever the Magic get with that 15th roster spot, they're going to have to be able to step up when the time is called. And, you know, I think there are players that, you know, that, that the Magic can pick up here in Summer League that can answer that call. You know, I, I really like John Petroselli. I really like Daquan Jeffries. Um, I, I'm really intrigued by, by both of those players and what they can do. I'm really intrigued with Peter Joke, like I said. Um, I think those are the three guys you really, really want to watch. And, and keep an eye on here as we get through Summer League and, and see what other surprises come your way too. So, you know, even though the Magic don't have the kind of big picture guys playing in this Summer League, there's still a lot of intrigue to keep an eye on over the course of the next week. But that's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter. Find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll be back again on Monday to discuss Mo Bamba's first two games in a Magic uniform as, as, the, as the Magic will play their first two summer league games on Friday and Sunday. 
So we'll talk about how Mo Bamba is looking two games into Summer League on Monday. But until then, have a very happy 4th of July, everyone. Sorry I couldn't get, sorry I'm bringing to you this on a holiday. So enjoy this podcast, whether it's the 4th or the 5th or whenever. But have a happy 4th of July, everyone. I hope everyone enjoys the day. And we'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.